BYU Radio, 107.9 FM, KUMT BYU Randolph, and KBYU. Back in action. Hops low, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another and one opportunity. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome to Cougar Pregame Live. I'm Ben Bagley, your host for this evening as we get you ready for BYU versus the Utah Valley Wolverines. Tonight, BYU Cougars host the aforementioned crosstown rivals, Utah Valley University, and a lot of stuff going on right now. As, uh, in, currently in the Marriott Center, just across the way from our studios, it's 72-70 for the BYU women with 25 seconds left in overtime. They've got the ball with 21 seconds on the shot clock. So it might be a little bit delayed in the tip-off for the men's game, but we'll get you ready and get you up to it. So don't worry about it. I'll also give you a, a final as soon as this game goes. Finals are in a timeout. BYU with a two-point lead, 72-70 in OT for the women. But tonight, the men's game coming up here in about a half an hour. BYU comes into this game 0-1 after falling to seventh-ranked Nevada, 86-70. Jasheer Hardnett led the Cougars in that game and scoring with 17 points. Yoli Childs had 16 points and 12 rebounds in the loss. BYU returns to the friendly confines of the Marriott Center where you, the UVU Wolverines travel the get this, all of 3.4 miles cross town to face the Cougars. Former BYU assistant coach Mark Pope returns to the Marriott Center with his team 1-0 on the season with a regular season victory over Westminster College. Two years ago, in Mark Pope's first year at UVU, it was his second regular season game as head coach of the Wolverines. He brought his Wolverines to the Marriott Center and walked out with a 114-101 shocking upset win on the strength of his Wolverines hitting 18 three-point buckets on that night. Only two players from that roster for Utah Valley returns for this trip. That include, that's including Connor Toulson, who scored 21 points that night for the Wolverines. On the BYU side of the story, T.J. Haas, Yoli Childs, and Nick Emery all saw action that night. Emery led the Cougars with 37 points. He will not play tonight as he continues to serve a portion of his nine-game suspension. More news on that coming up later on in this segment. Yoli Childs had eight points, and T.J. Haas had six points in the loss. Both Childs and Haas took the lead in this year's version of the Cougars and hope to lead the, this year's version of the Cougars to a victory tonight at the Marriott Center, not to relive past events. Josh Shear Hardnett is tonight's pregame player interview, and while he wasn't part of that BYU squad that lost two years ago at the Marriott Center, he's aware of that game. His teammates have made aware of him, made that made him aware of that game. He's also aware of his increased role on this year's team. Here's my interview with Cougar starting guard Josh Shear Hardnett. All right, one game of the regular season down against Nevada. You get a chance to go play a top 10 team on their floor. What was that like, and what lessons did you get the team learn in that game? Uh, it was a good experience uh, for the freshmen to come in, you know, and play, see what a good team is, a top 10 team, a uh, tournament team. And, you know, it just showed us where we stood as a team as a whole. Um, I feel like we played great. Um, they just made a few plays and made a couple shots at the end of the game and we couldn't get, you know, bounced back from a lot of times in sports, we talk about measuring stick things. When you play a game team like Nevada, is it a measuring stick? Is it a good starting point of, okay, we're here, and later in the season we want to be here? Oh uh, Yeah, of course. Uh, um, that was a big thing going in. Let's see how good we were compared to all the top teams in the country, and I think we played very well against the people. So uh, we got a lot to build on, uh, but I'm sure we'll get there by the end of the season. Did the team gain confidence in, in a game like that? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, when you play a team like that, you know, who's talked about all around in articles and all on ESPN, when you play a team like that and you see us keeping up with them and you know a few things that we could have did better to beat those guys, then, of course, they give the team uh, a lot of confidence. No, it's all about team, of course, but yourself, you go out and you have a career-high 17 points in that game. Now, how did that feel as a personal accomplishment? Oh, yeah, well, it felt good. Um, I wish the same. I wish I'd have made a few more shots. You know, it probably changed the game around. Um, but, you know, I was proud of myself that I was more aggressive than I ever been since I've been here. So that was a good thing for me at this point. Now, if game one's a bar setter, I mean, can Cougar fans expect 17-plus points from you every night? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that's just me being, um, you know, aggressive with this offense be running. You know, they're allowing me to, you know, make plays, penetrate, and shoot shots that I'm used to shooting. So uh, hopefully I'll come out with uh, some, some more 17-plus point games. We saw bits and pieces of dribble penetration last year from you, but it really highlighted in the first couple games of this season. What do you like about that ability to drive the lane and get to the hoop? Oh, well, just me being small, you know, and being able to attack and being quicker than a lot of other guys that's guarding me, and that's like 6'7 and 6'5, you know, me being quicker than them, just getting them off the dribble and getting them on my hip and being able to make plays from there. One concern coming out of the game is the the shooting, three-point shooting especially. Coach Rose said in the post game that this offense is built on getting that three-point shot. Is there a little bit of concern about not being able to make that, or is it just a matter of those shots are going to eventually fall? Oh, of course, those shots are going to eventually fall. Uh, we've been practicing that for six, seven months. You know, we went home individually and shot a lot of shots, and we got back here and shot tons more shots individually. Uh, we're just going to make shots. It's just us getting up there, stepping up to the to the plate, just knocking those shots down. But I feel like it's going to come. Um, I'm hopefully it'll come this game. You're talking to a guy who doesn't make three-point shots ever. He just he shoots in the lane because that's my range. Well, when you're shooting that three-point shot and you're struggling, what goes through your mind the next time you get to the line? Um, honestly, just uh, the last shot, just let it you know let it fly by like it never happened. Um, you always want to think about the you know what's the future. So when you miss the first one and you wide open the second one, just know you have confidence that you're going to make it the second time. I think that'll kind of do it for you. Turning the page to the night's game against UVU. Last year, you guys faced these guys across town, not far from here, and, and, and got a good win. The year before that, they came here and got a big win against BYU. So it's kind of a budding little rivalry here across town. What's been the talk going in, getting ready for the Wolverines? Um, just playing our game against them, guys. Uh, you know, you don't want to go in there and try to play a game back and forth. You know, we just want to play our game and be aggressive, and, you know, hopefully we come out with the win. Some of the guys on the team that were here two years ago when UV beat the Cougars here in the Marriott Center talked a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. And they, uh, also, Coach Rose, you know, they kind of take this personal. So they've been talking about that and just saying the story of what happened and how many threes they hit and how good they played. But then again, last year we did the same thing to those guys. That was the opposite of the year before. So it's kind of like, you know, in the middle. So hopefully we can pull it out. UVU, a younger type of school and program. They haven't been at this level, the D1 level, for very long. But is it a rivalry? I mean, they're literally five minutes down the road. Is it a bit of a rivalry? Uh, I feel like it's a rivalry just because how people take it around here. You know, I didn't grow up in Utah, so I don't know, you know, the the history between the two teams. But you know how the fans and the teams and the coaches are taking it. It's definitely a rivalry. When you look ahead to this game tonight, what's what's the keys from from your standpoint for the Cougars to get a victory? Um, just make shots and be uh, aggressive defensively. Uh, if we be aggressively and hit them first, then we'll stop a lot of things that they run and, you know, uh, stop a lot of shots from being taken that they usually make and just us making three-point ball as we, you know, as we should be making. What's a sign early in the game that Cougar fans can watch for to know that tonight's going to be the night for BYU? Um, just early, uh, the penetrating kick. Uh, we might miss a few early, but just eventually it'll go down. You know, we're at home. Um, We've been shooting in this shit gym for a while, you know, so hopefully we can knock those down. So if we miss a few, don't don't bag off like we're just shooting it bad. Just know it's company eventually. So 17 points tonight for sure, right? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Thanks, Jashir. All right, thank you.
Uh, thanks to Jashir Hardnett for joining me for tonight's pregame player interview. And we'll see. We'll hold Jashir to that. 17-plus. He guaranteed it, so we'll see what he uh, does. He was kind of not really a surprise, but it was he took over that game in Nevada and really was the key to the uh, Cougar offense as he got 6 of 15 from the field to, as I said, 17 points. A lot of that driving the lane and getting to the bucket. We'll look for more of that. We'll talk to Mark Durant in a moment about that. But first, earlier today, the NCAA Committee on Infractions released their findings and sanctions in the investigation into improper benefits as it pertains to Nick Emery. Emery is currently serving a nine-game suspension, and BYU had already self-imposed other sanctions, including a $5,000 fine, some recruiting restrictions, as well as disassociation with the booster involved. The NCAA today tacked on a two-year probation to the penalties, as well as took away a scholarship for one year. And BYU will be forced, and this is the big one, to vacate 47 wins accrued during the two seasons in which Emory played while deemed ineligible. BYU, after the penalties were released, released the following statement this morning, quote, We are disappointed with the decision announced today by the NCAA Committee on Infractions. The COI is... is the result of a BYU self-report to the NCAA. From the beginning, BYU has considered the possible infractions a serious matter, and we have cooperated in every way with the NCAA review. There was no institutional knowledge or involvement in the infractions. In fact, the NCAA found that Coach Rose promotes an atmosphere of compliance and monitors the program. The quote continues, The Vacation of record penalty is extremely harsh and unprecedented given the details of the case. For more than two decades, the NCAA has not required an institution to vacate games in similar cases where the COI found that there was no institutional knowledge or involvement in the violations of e- by either the coach, coaching staff, or other university personnel. In fact, the sanction included, includes the most severe vacation of a record penalty ever imposed by an NCAA Division I basketball for infractions that included no institutional knowledge or involvement. In addition, in the case most similar to this situation, appropriate penalties were imposed, but no wins were vacated. BYU believes the vacation of records penalty is unfair and not consistent with recent NCAA precedent. The university plans to appeal the decision, close quote. Nick Emery weighed in on Twitter. He, he said the following, My intentions were never to hurt the program or university. I'm grateful for Coach Rose and the university for standing by me through this entire process. And finally, Coach Dave Rose had the following statement released by BYU Athletics. Quote, I'm very disappointed with today's NCAA ruling. I strongly support the university's plan to appeal the de- decision. That being said, my focus is on our team and tonight's game with Utah Valley. Close, close quote. On that note, it's time to focus on tonight's game against the Utah Valley Wolverines. But first, this season, BYU and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Thus far in the season, they've donated $300 in this young season. We'll keep track of that and update that in the post-game show. Coming up next, we'll hear... We'll head over to the Marriott Center where the BYU women just got a 72-70 victory in overtime for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pregame live. I'm Ben Bagley, and we're about 45 minutes from tip-off of BYU versus Utah Valley University at the Marriott Center. Joining me now courtside at the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation is Mark Durant. Mark? 
You just watched a riveting overtime game between the BYU women and the UC, uh, UC Irv- or Riverside. Now it's time for the men's game to get underway. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's not as a, much of a nail-biter for the men, but the, the ladies pulled it out, which is always nice. 72-70, the ladies get the victory. Before we talk about tonight's game, Mark, the big news of the day coming down this morning, uh, the NCAA Committee, Committee on Infractions rules in the Nick Emery case for BYU, uh, opposed, other than the self-imposed uh, things that BYU had already in, inflicted upon themselves, uh, the NCAA tax on a couple of things, a loss of a scholarship as well as vacating 47 victories over those two years. Mark, your thoughts on what happened today? Yeah, I mean, I'm really disappointed about it. Uh, you know, I was on earlier with uh, Jeremy and Brian and kind of uh, <laughs> went on a little rant about it. But I, I think the BYU statement and response was appropriate. And uh, and I think it, it highlighted the kind of my issue with it. It was just is unprecedented and inequitable. Uh, you know, I. <laughs> it, it's frustrating. The, the, big, the biggest problem I have is that I think NCAA wanted to show that they still have some teeth to them, and they figure BYU is a, a team that they can do that with because there's really no repercussions to them. They can't they can't do that against a Power Five school uh, like a North Carolina or Arizona or something because there's just too much money and too much power involved there. But here's, here's BYU. It's a well-known product. Uh, hey, we can really zap these guys, and really there's nothing they can do about it. It's not going to hurt us to do it, and it's going to give us some credibility and some teeth moving forward. I don't like that aspect of it, and, and uh, I also don't like the fact that BYU comes forward with this voluntarily, cooperates in every respect, and, and, and have some self-imposed sanctions, and then get drilled like this from the NCAA. What that does is motivates teams not to come forward, just deny everything and fight it and fight it so you don't have to get – uh, dinged like this. I mean, it, it's really unfortunate and really disappointing to me that the NCA would do this, and it just further is just a long list of, I think, really poor decisions and, and ineptitude from the NCAA, and, and, and I, I think it's reflected in you know, all my Twitter and the national guys I follow almost in, in unison say this is a joke, that, that, that they would do this to BYU and the Dave Rose. We all know he's his integrity is unimpeachable and he runs a clean program, and for them to just kind of go over the top and and extreme punishment in this instance was was extremely disappointed. But that, that's enough for me about it. I think the BYU is <laughs> going to appeal. We'll just move forward. I like this team. Uh, they played well the other night at Nevada, and I'm excited to see them uh, play another one in an in-state rivalry here. Well, let's talk about tonight's game. Well, first, tying it into the Nevada game, one thing that, saw, that Cougar fans saw in that Nevada game that might have Cougar fans worried, especially when Dave Rose tells us at media availability yesterday that this offense, this BYU offense, is built to get that good-looking three-point shot. And against Nevada, the Cougars go uh, 6 of 31 for 19.4% from three. Hey, you, you're a former player. You've been out there on the floor. You've probably, well, probably not you, but you've been around teammates who went through cold stretches not being able to hit a basket. Never well, happened to me. Exactly. That's why I said your teammates. From, 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 from being with teammates that might have went through that, Mark, what's the mentality to try to, hey, it's early in the season, the Buckets didn't fall in game one, but there's no worry they're going to fall in game two. Well, I mean <laughs> – it's hard to read too much into the numbers from the other night. Nevada is extremely long, quick, can cover a lot of ground, so they're able to contest threes. And even when they're not contesting threes, it's in the back of your mind you're thinking, i got to hurry this shot because if I don't, they're gonna, those defenders are going to get out here and block my shot. I thought BYU's game plan was excellent. They spread the floor really well. 
and uh, got the shots that they wanted, just couldn't hit them. They were very effective in the paint and taking it off the dribble and getting in the paint. So, that I mean, those things are good signs for me. But uh, the bottom line, man, for BYU this season, they, they've got to shoot better. They, they, were, they were not good last year from three. They have not yet been good uh, this season. I know it's very young. Uh, they worked hard on it. I'm confident in the guys individually that they can shoot better. But now it's almost like it's this, this thing out there, this weight, uh, oh, no, we, we know we're good, so let's go out and shoot, and, and, and you put a little pressure on yourself. And When you're thinking about making a shot, that's the hardest time to make a shot. Just yeah. be natural. Let's go out and play, have fun. We're knocking down threes. Yeah, this is good. Rather than thinking, oh, man, we missed a couple. Now it's real pressure on us. So hopefully over time it's going to be better for this team, but it, it certainly – ruined any chance they had of getting a victory the other night and if you don't if you don't hit the three in college basketball you're playing with one one arm behind your back it's just so such a big part of the game ben that if you don't have that going well for you especially a team like byu that's not going to dominate a team athletically or just roll over a team and you've got to do certain things right if you're BYU to have success, and and the the big one is shooting threes. Well, it says something about the Cougars that in that game where they shot 19% from three and only 37% from the field, they were still had a lead late in that game with about three and a half, four minutes left in the game, although they did fall and it got away from the end, but they were in that game and pushing the Wolf Pack. Part of that was because of the play of Jasheer Hardnett, who uh, surprisingly or not surprisingly, came out and led the Cougars with scoring and showed off his skills of being able to get to the basket and getting buckets. What do you think about the increased rule of Jasheer Hardnett? I think Jasheer is a tremendous player, and he really brings a unique uh, abilities and skills to this team. He's so quick. He's strong, uh, able to move laterally so well. And coming off that, that you know ball screen to Yoli, and it, it's really difficult to defend because he is so quick. He's worked on his three. His three has actually looked pretty good so far, much better than last year. And I think without with, – with sometimes, you know, when, when a superstar goes, other guys kind of have that mantle fall on them a little bit. With Elijah Bryant gone, I think that really gives Jasheer some freedom to show what he can do because he doesn't have to defer to an Elijah Bryant. He's going to have the ball in his hands most of the time. So I think we're going to see probably the most dramatic improvement from last year's team will be from Jasheer Hardnett. I think he's worked hard on his shot, and with those unique skills, he's got that particular set of skills, as Liam Neeson would say. And uh, <laughs> and you saw it the other night. You know, he didn't shoot the ball great, Ben, but he was very effective at putting pressure on that defense and getting to the rim and scoring. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen, and Orm proudly present the keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I, I just, I mean, my, my feeling is uh, that BYU's going to have a really nice game because I like the, the attitude they had the other night and how hard they played. And I think this will be a chance with all the, the, the junk that's gone on for them to just go out and show what they can do on the court. I think they'll shoot the ball better. But I, I guess if I have to say anything, in order for a team like UVU to come and be successful and get a win like they did a couple years ago, They'll have to shoot well from the three. So I think BYU really needs to extend their D, contest the three, and and make sure that they don't get hot. That's really, in my view, the only way UVU wins this game is to get hot from three, and then and then you're in a shooting contest, and and we've seen that, that story before. So really 
pressure the three and deny threes. I think BYU does that. They'll be fine. All right, Mark, we'll look forward. We'll get back to you and Robbie Bolo courtside here in just a moment, but thanks for your time. Always a pleasure, Ben. Thanks, man. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other news around the BYU campus, including the BYU women's soccer and opening round NCAA tournament game going on right now. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Ben Bagley with you. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the University of or the Utah Valley University Wolverines. Uh, that game's coming up in about 35 minutes. But first, let's check some headlines from around the uh, BYU campus and other athletic events. The BYU women's hoops gets the OT victory over UC Riverside just moments ago, 72-70. BYU women's soccer in action right now in the opening round of the NCAA tournament at TCU. The Cougars went into the half with a 1-0 lead. But early in the second half, TCU opens up with two quick goals and now have a 2-1 lead over the Cougars. Top-ranked BYU women's volleyball swept Santa Clara last night at home but lost a key player as junior McKenna Miller sustained an ACL injury and will miss the rest of the season. Miller was the second-leading kill scorer on that Cougar volleyball team. The Cougars host USF tomorrow. The men's and women's cross-country team hosted the NCAA Mountain Regionals today. The men's team finished second and the women's team finished third. Also, don't forget, the game tonight for BYU and Utah Valley will take place. We'll be here for pre-half and post-game show. You can tweet your comments at Ben Bags. We'll read some of those coming up at halftime and in the post-game show. But also, go to bed, wake up early. We'll be back on the air tomorrow, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, 8 local time as Cougar pregame live as we get you ready for BYU-UMass as the Cougars in, in Massachusetts at Gillette Stadium to face UMass with a chance to get their fifth win on the season and avenge a victory uh, that the UMass had an, in Provo last season. Greg Rebell and Mark Lambs will be on the call of that game. That pregame coverage will get underway tomorrow morning, bright and early. Get up with me, have some breakfast, and we'll be ta- <clears throat> from the studios here in Provo, we'll take you through to kickoff as BYU faces UMass. That, kick- that pregame coverage getting away underway at 8 a.m. Mountain, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the campus of Brigham Young University in Provo, Utah, for the home opener of the 2018-2019 BYU basketball campaign. The Wolverines of Utah Valley University make the long, arduous five-mile trek eastward up University Parkway for the Crosstown Clash. I'm Robbie Bolo sitting in for Greg Rubel, who is back east preparing to call tomorrow's BYU football game against UMass. We excuse Greg tonight for what is a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tip-off, just 14 hours before a 10 a.m. Mountain Time kickoff at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Seated beside me is veteran color commentator and second all-time leading Durant scorer at BYU, (laughs) Mark Durant. 
Mark, BYU opened up the season on the road Tuesday night at 7th-ranked Nevada, falling 86-70. to After a rough start, BYU battled back, actually led during the second half, but shot just 19% from behind the arc. Did Tuesday's performance give you more hope or angst for BYU basketball this season? Man, Robbie, I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm like Sybil right now. I got diff- different uh, feelings about it. There's a lot of things that I like. BYU really took care of the ball. They're on the road in a hostile environment, top 10 team. Only had eight turnovers in that game. Really came out. I know they started a little slow scoring-wise, but they came out with confidence, aggression, played excellent defense. And uh, I just liked how they, how they comported themselves in that environment. Now, part of that is being able to make shots, but, uh, and BYU did not do that. And that's a, that's a real overall concern for me in general because last year was, it was terrible three-point shooting except for Elijah Bryant. He's gone. And, uh, and I haven't seen anything yet that tells me that BYU is going to be much better. Now, the coaches tell me in practice and over the summer and how many they shot that, that they are better. So I'm hoping to see that. And it's, it's hard to shoot well against a team like Nevada on the road first game. So I'm going to give it some time, but I'm a little conflicted about that because as, as well as BYU can play in other areas, if they don't get that three-point right, they're not going to have as good a season. They'll be good, but not as good as they could, obviously, if they can knock down the three like I think they can. One thing to do it in practice, another thing to do it <laughs> in a game. You, pre- you can even make a couple in practice. I can make a couple in practice. Unguarded, Absolutely. My pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose is up next when we return. This is the Zions Bank pregame coaches show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. In for Greg Rubel, I'm Robbie Bola. Welcome back to the Marriott Center for tonight's BYU basketball home opener against in-county rival, UVU. Dave Rose is in his 14th season as the Cougar head coach and is 12-1 and in home openers. In fact, his teams have won 12 consecutive home openers since an 83-71 loss to current WCC foe Loyola Marymount in Dave Rose's first game as a head coach back in 2005. My pregame interview with Coach Rose is presented by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Just a few minutes ago, I asked Coach Rose what he learned about his team Tuesday night in Reno. Well, I, I thought that we uh, we competed really hard, and I thought that you know we uh, uh, you know we we did a good job of playing together, did a good job of staying together. I think we executed our game plan pretty well uh, as far as getting the shots we wanted. Uh, I, I think we just need to do a better job of kind of finishing plays. Uh, we got we got to figure out how to guard big, physical, athletic teams without fouling them so much. I mean, they they, they outscored a sixteen at the free throw line. I mean, I think you learn a lot from your group. I learned that the young kids that we put in and the three freshmen uh, look like they're ready for, you know, serious minutes, and uh, that's good for our team, and we'll try to build this thing over the next few weeks and see if we can uh, maybe define some roles and, and, uh, you know, uh, get better, get better every time out. And uh, we need to do that tonight. This is a good little team we're playing. Three-point shot wasn't falling on Tuesday. Is this a team that will live or die by the three-point shot this season? Well, you know, I think that game, um, it was really difficult to get to the rim, okay? And uh, um, you, you just weren't going to score a lot of points in the paint, and, and that's kind of how they do things. And, and then they kind of speed you up on the perimeter because of their length and their athleticism. Uh, I think you'll see a lot more of a traditional game tonight is about that ball going inside and guys driving it to the rim and, uh, but, we, you know, we do need to make three-point shots for us to be uh, as good as we need to be. 
this game seems to be two years in the making. You got UVU at their place last year, but it seems like everybody's hungry for BYU to get a win against them in the Marriott Center again after what happened a couple years ago. Yeah, that, that was a, a really, really well-played game on their part. And uh, they came in here and shot the ball really well. I think that was, um, you know, uh, one of the, the, the real factors in how we kind of changed our defenses as far as, getting to three-point shooters. They shot 38 threes in a game, and, and last year they shot eight. I don't think they'll shoot eight this year. I think they'll shoot more than that, but the number needs to be closer to eight attempts than 38 attempts as it was a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, Mark's got a, a really fast pace, flying offense, and and then some really good shooters, so hopefully we can get to them, make them put the ball on the floor, and uh, and not just you know catch and shoot those threes. Mark Pope spent four years on your staff. I'm sure you like seeing him have success, but I'd imagine you draw the line at beating BYU, right? <laughs> well, I we're always cheering for Mark, and you know I, I think that uh, the four years he gave us here um, were tremendous. He's he's a hard worker, and uh, you know as a, a special coach as far as his ability to relate with kids and get guys to uh, buy into his system. I think he's had a a great time there at Utah Valley and loves it, and I think he signed a long term extension. So. Um, you know, I, I wish him the very best. You signed the contract ex- extension yourself. Hypothetically, if you were to handpick your successor, would Mark Pope make the short list? <laughs> well, I think I think there's a lot of guys out there that have coached I've coached with that I think uh, you know would would be a good fit here. It's uh, and and Mark's included in that, obviously. But uh, I think that. Uh, uh, I don't believe that I'll have anything to do with that, and I, and uh, I, I, what I want to do is just uh, get our guys going and be competitive, and you know try to win games every year and compete for championships and, and get to the tournament. For the record, we're fine having you till the end of time, so we don't want to worry about a success of nobody picking one anyway. Um, well, you that, don't... Won't, that won't happen either. <laughs> Uh, are you going with the same starting five tonight? Make any changes? No, we go back to Luke at, uh, and uh, the, you know try to get off to a, a really good defensive start. Uh, uh, the, their big guy is uh, is a guy that I think Luke can do a good job on the start, and then Luke really anchors our defense in the first four or five minutes, and so uh, he's our captain, and we want him out there to start the game. Good luck. We'll talk with you after the game. All right. Thanks a lot, Robbie. That's BYU head coach Dave Rose in tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show is next. When we return to the Marriott Center, you're listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar tip-off show. Brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Sitting in for Greg Rubel tonight, I'm Robbie Bolo, joined by Mark Duran. Our statistician is Lindsey Peterson. Our studio host, Ben Bagley. Control board operator is Nate Israelson. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're broadcasting on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 and 89.1 FM HD2. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, and other network affiliates in Utah and Idaho. You can also listen to us online via BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com, KSLNewsRadio.com, 
and the accompanying BYU Radio, BYU Cougars, and KSL News Radio apps. You can also hear the play-by-play -play, along with all our pregame and postgame content on demand via the new BYU Men's Basketball podcast. I have it downloaded on my phone. It's a good listen to and from work, Mark. However you're choosing always, to listen to us tonight, listen. welcome. Well, you know, it's it's great to be here. I miss Greg. Greg's been texting, texting <laughs> us that he's listening back there in uh, Boston or wherever the heck he is. Uh, but uh, So we miss Greg, but this is always fun. We've done a couple games, and here we go again. Here we go. BYU hosts Utah Valley tonight in its home opener. Both teams opened up the season on Tuesday night. BYU dropped an 86-70 contest in Reno at 7th-ranked Nevada. UVU picked up its 15th consecutive win at home that same night in a 96-71 victory over Division II Westminster, who BYU beat 72-43 in an exhibition game in this building last week. Speaking of the Marriott Center, the last time the Wolverines came here, they upset BYU by an NBA score of 114-101. That night, UVU shot nearly 50% from behind the arc, hitting a total of 18 three-point baskets. That result in 2016 may have played a factor in the Cougars' preparation a year ago, BYU played UVU on the road for the first time in the series history, winning by 27, 85-58 at the UCCU Center in Orem. It was UVU's only loss at home all of last season, and their 15th straight home win on Tuesday night extends the nation's third longest home win streak. Not many in the green and white on UVU's bench remember either of the last two matchups between these two teams, Mark. The Wolverines returned just four players and 36% of their points from a season ago, BYU, on the other hand, has 71% of its points back on the roster this season. However, as I mentioned, the three-point shot was key to UVU's upset here two years ago, and BYU did not shoot the three-ball well on Tuesday, just 6 for 31, while UVU was exactly 50%, 11 for 22 in its win back on election night three days ago. The three-point ball will be key again tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be the story tonight. If UVU can shoot the ball well and often, they're going to be in this game, and and who knows, we could see another two years ago if BYU can't, can't match that, that shooting. I mean, you look at three-point shot nowadays, it's, it's such an easy shot. I know, I know it's maybe seems, but it's, it's, a, it's such a premium because it's not that far and you get an extra point. So if you can shoot a decent percentage, you're, you're in great, great shape. So you think, well, BYU's got good shooters, right? And you think, well, yeah, they're good shooters. But last year, they were all down in the upper 20s and low 30s. That's, that's not good enough. So you think, well, why do you think they're good shooters if they shot like that last year? Well, when a couple years ago, they, they shot much better. And in high school, they were really good from the three. And do you just forget how to shoot a three or what, what was going on there? So the thought is, well, over the summer, they've worked really hard. They're going to be back to where they were. It's not like we're expecting them to be better than they ever were. But back, kind of back to that, that standard. And I think if they can do that with Yoli, we're looking at Yoli right now, with a guy like that in the paint, if you could just provide some three-point support, this team is going to be so, so good. But until they do it, I don't know what, what to think about it. Coming up, my pregame chat with former Dave Rose assistant and current UVU head coach Mark Pope as the Cougar tip-off show rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Dave Rose is in his 14th season as head coach at BYU. Mark Pope was on his staff for four of those years before heading five miles west to take the head job at UVU. Now in his fourth season, Coach Pope and his team are coming off a school record 23-win season and a second straight postseason appearance. 
Mark Pope was a member of the 1996 national champion Kentucky Wildcat team. And the coach of that team, Rick Patino, was in town Tuesday for UVU's season opening win over Westminster in Orem. Utah Valley believes it has a keeper in Mark Pope. This past summer, the two sides agreed on a new six-year contract worth north of $1.2 million. Coach Pope knows this building well and upset his former mentor the last time he was here two years ago. Earlier tonight, I asked Mark Pope if his team could pull off another upset again tonight. I think we have what it takes. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a monumental challenge. Very few teams can come in here and win. Um, uh, and we have, a, we have a really, really new team. So we need to put together a great night tonight to have a chance to compete against a terrific BYU team. Uh, and we'll see what we get. We're still in the early stages of this deal, and with only four players back that I've ever even coached before, uh, we're still trying to kind of figure out where we can live in a consistent way. And um, so I'm hopeful the guys will be here tonight and that we'll get in a decent flow and really, really compete and uh, have a great night. Those four guys coming back, three true freshmen, a bunch of transfers, some sitting out this year, some that are playing. It almost feels like... Uh, his, hers, and ours type marriage, you know, bring all these kids together. What's the culture of your team like? Well, I actually love my roster right now. Uh, we have really good guys um, uh, that I think all have kind of come for similar reasons. And um, it's just a matter of these guys kind of finding each other uh, this year and then and then into next year. You know, we're kind of starting a two-year run now where we think we're going to have the, the best team that we've ever had um, at some point. It's just a matter of when. What did you like from your team Tuesday night in the opener? Um, I like the fact that guys tried to share the ball. I like the fact that we took care of the ball pretty well. Uh, there was probably more that I was disappointed with, which is expected, you know, uh, early in the season with a new group. That'll be the next question. Don't, yeah. don't jump the gun. Uh, I, I felt like our guys, um, for the most part, uh, tried to come in and compete and, and uh, paid attention to the scout pretty well. Um, and we had some guys uh, come through with really good individual performances. So those were all positives. On the negative side, what have you been working on the last couple of days? We just, we just, we're not even close to where we need to be in terms of pace and force. Uh, um, we need to rebound the ball way better, especially tonight. That's such a huge key. Can we guard in transition and can we rebound the ball? Um, and then can we play with enough force on the offensive end that that we can we can kind of. Uh, get into driving kick games and get some penetration going and get some advantageous situations for us. Um, so, you know, those are all things that that we wanted to do better Tuesday night that we, we definitely have to do better tonight to have a chance to compete and, and things we're really focused on. You were able to beat your mentor on this court a couple of years ago. What has Dave Rose meant to you in your career? I love Coach. Um, Coach has uh, not only been a great teacher to me, but a, a great friend and, and, and given me a great opportunity and and uh, I think we have a, a really, really close relationship, and he knows uh, he knows how much I love him and respect him, and, and how how blessed I feel to have had a chance to work for him. And um, and so, you know, uh, for 364 days and and 22 hours, uh, I think we're dear friends. If two hours here, we want to beat the living daylights out of each other. You never coached Nick Emery, but you were on the staff when he was being recruited. 
your thoughts today with the uh, NCA decision to vacate the wins for those couple of years that Dave Rose and the team had? Yeah, I'm just not on the inside. I don't really know anything about that. When you were here at BYU, you've used just five miles away, so there was a lot that you already knew. But as you look back now on the four years you've been there, what's been the pleasant surprise, something that you love about your job at UVU that maybe you didn't expect? Well, I didn't, I didn't realize uh, how fast they were going to let us go, how fast the university was trying to grow. And um, we're, we're doing it on incredibly limited resources, but every single great idea or bad idea that we come up with, we're allowed to chase as fast as we possibly can. And um, that's been really inspiring and exhilarating. It's one of the reasons why I love my job there so much is, is – um, we just 24-7 get to pursue every kind of creative way we can to build this program, and that's, 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 that keeps you really engaged and really excited. Not very opposing head coaches get to come into this building and be popular, but I know you have a lot of fans in this building, so good luck tonight. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's Utah Valley head coach Mark Pope. Time now for You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. As we've mentioned, UVU defeated BYU in its last visit to the Marriott Center in 2016. This in spite of a career night from a current Cougar. Which BYU player scored a career high in that loss? The answer coming up when the Cougar tip-off show continues from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Time now to answer tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mind. Which current BYU player scored a career high in the 114-101 loss to UVU in the Marriott Center in 2016? The answer, Nick Emery. He scored a career high 37 points. Nick will not play tonight as he continues to serve a nine-game suspension to begin the season. And the NCAA decision handed out earlier this summer uh, before the release of today's report. That's You Be the Judge brought to you by Legally Mind. Founded on BYU's campus, Utah Community Credit Union has been helping people make smart decisions for over 60 years. Visit uccu.com today. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Yoli Childs led BYU with a 16.12 rebound double-double performance in Tuesday's season opener at Nevada. And just over three months ago, tied the knot with his sweetheart, Megan, who plays for the UVU volleyball team. Jake Toulson paced UVU with a team-high 22 points in their opener on Tuesday. And Jake played his first two seasons for Dave Rose at BYU. Jake's uncle is none other than Danny Ainge. And his second cousin and teammate, Connor Toulson, who had 14 points on Tuesday, is the son of former Cougar Andy Toulson. So the leading scorers of these respective teams have pretty thick ties to the opposing school. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Starting lineups and the tip-off is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.